This is Valerie Van Boeven with the Senior Care Industry Netcast, where leaders with three or more years in the senior care industry share their advice. So let's get to it. In a few sentences, tell us who you are and what you do. Sure, Valerie. Nice to see you this morning. My name is Becky Oyer, and I am the owner of Inspire Care of Central New York. You know, your question says who you are and what you do. I'm a mom. I'm a grandma. So those are very important reasons as to why I got where I am. But as far as in the industry of senior care, I am the owner of Inspire Care of Central New York. And we are a uh, certified care management company and also a home physical therapy company. And that my, is my background. I've been a physical therapist for 40 plus years. And so in the home care industry and then pivoted and came into this industry of care management uh, close to 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah. 10 years ago. And uh, we've talked a lot about care managers on this show. Not we've talked to care managers, but we've talked yeah. about care managers and what a blessing they are. Um, because this is, you know, when you're navigating senior care challenges, uh, <laughs> there are so many different things coming at you from so many directions that you need to manage and organize. Absolutely. You know, I didn't lay the title of problem solver, but of course, yeah. that's what I've been. It seems like my whole life and my previous life and the one as a mother and grandmother, but now that transitions, we are problem solvers. And I like to say that is what really motivates me each and every day. Yes. Um, there. <laughs> yeah. And senior care is a tough time in life uh, for the family and for the senior. It can be a tough time. It can be challenging financially, mentally, physically. Everything. So we have so many things to deal with. So um, care management and physical therapy too. We've just actually, my husband just finished up some in-home physical therapy. Okay. After having back surgery. So um, he's, and he's doing great, but you know what? We, we completely understand the value of having a physical therapist come to the home and, you know, teach us things that we might not have ever realized or known about our way, the way we move. That's right. And you will age better. I say aging well is really under the toolage of a physical therapist who can have eyes and ears to help you. And you're right. It's in the home, I find, is the best place for PT. I've got a lot of colleagues doing the clinic work. But really, where do we live most of our lives and have our biggest challenges? It's in our homes. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, I've been a nurse for a million years, but, I, <laughs> but, I, but there are still things um, that, you know, our physical therapist has pointed out that might be helpful to us, mm-hmm. might be not so helpful to us, and especially for Charlie. And uh, so it's, it's been a really great experience. So yeah, wonderful. Highly recommend. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, what is the best thing about serving seniors and their families? You know, the best thing I think is their uniqueness. Each one is so different. And I find that as I problem solve, as I said, about their situations, I'm able to help them plan for a good end to their life. I think aging well is what we should all be about. What do we control? What do we have over control of? And what can we plan for? So it's given me the opportunity to speak into people's lives about how much purpose they still have, 
how quality of life is so important. I think it's a holistic approach. I'm definitely minded toward the physical aspect, but there's so much more of each one of us. So I think the best part is having that opportunity. It's really a privilege, Valerie, to be able to help guide them. And sometimes family members, and I'm going to speak about my mom in a little bit, we aren't always the best ones or the ones that are listened to. And so having a caring professional come into your home and come alongside and listen to what's going on, it's a privilege. And that's mm-hmm. the best part, I think, about working with seniors. Yeah, absolutely. You, you hit the nail on the head in so many ways. And it is a privilege. And I, I do, I would totally agree with you that um, like my aging parents probably would listen to a third party professional, mm-hmm. then they would listen to me. Um, and they would listen to me. But I mean, it, there comes a point when you really need a second opinion, and one that's not related to you. <laughs> so, exactly, exactly. Yes, absolutely. All right. So let's talk about online marketing for a minute. We're going to change gears a little bit. I ask everybody this question. Yeah. Uh, things have been a little bit more challenging lately mm-hmm. uh, since about March in our world. And um, online marketing can be confusing. It's ever-changing for sure. What has been your experience or what are your thoughts about online marketing? Probably before March, if you'd asked me that, I would say, you know, we're doing fine. We've got great referral sources. I'm not sure that my seniors need to and communicate that way or I would be involved that way. But I have always had a presence as a company and business owner on social media. And did I do it? No, I always found the person that knew and had the expertise to do it. It wasn't my wheelhouse. But when March hit, Valerie, I found that it needed to be my face, it needed to be my presence, my reassurance to my clients, to their families, and even to the business world around me that we were an essential business. Yeah. That we were doing all with all the CDC guidelines. And we actually became educators just alongside of all the other professionals. And the best way to do that, because we were going to people's homes. I can't say I was just in my jammies sitting here in front of a screen, (laughs) but we were needing to be in front of our audience and our consumers and our community in a way that never had happened before. So I sought out great advice. I did some more of these zoom presentations and calls and, and, uh, it's really what's going to be driving, I think, so much of our industry. And I'm a face-to-face person. That is the best way. And I'm learning, though, we need to pivot and have another way of, of doing that interaction. So, Very true. Great job on that. Uh, yes, definitely. Since March, I think it's opened all of our eyes. Um, I'm, of course, I've always been a proponent of online marketing, but... I would say that getting accustomed to and comfortable with having your hearing your own voice and seeing mm-hmm. your face on video is is perfectly okay. And I would also say that um, we have gotten used to. I mean, I guess before doing video, everybody uh, kind of has this impression that you have to look great and you have to be all dressed up. I would say today people are happy to see you who see who you are and just be comfortable with the knowledge you're sharing. You don't have to get all dressed up. You can just have a a really honest and educational uh, discussion about a topic and people are just happy to get the information because everybody's starved for 
that sort of interaction and, and something to do, um, something using our brains. And it's gotten better, of course, over, mm-hmm. over the months, but there's, there's uh, definitely going to be a future of using video and using our online methods to communicate with each other a little bit more, I think. So absolutely, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Right direction. All right. I would imagine that in your career and in your life, there have been people who have been mentors to you, who've been inspirational to you, um, or organizations that have just done a really great job. Mm -hmm. Would you like to talk about anybody in particular? I appreciate that opportunity and platform. It's a challenge. I've watched some of your other interviews, and I know everybody that has a myriad of background like I do You don't want to leave anybody out. You want to make sure that you (laughs) highlight all those very instrumental people in the path that got you where you are. And I would say, you know, as a physical therapist doing home care, I had some great agencies that I worked for. The Visiting Nurses was one of mine. And in our Onondaga County, Central New York area, they'd been around a long time since the 1800s. So we had that great background. And I would say the nurses, everyone was instructed well, they were compassionate, caring. So I got a foundation there that I have not left behind, but I have to highlight somebody else right now. And that's going to be my mom. My mother was challenged with Parkinson's for 25 years. And when you have a therapist for a daughter that Mm. she can always say to, I'm glad that you went through college and I assisted Becky, but now maybe I don't need to exercise quite so much. And I would say, No, mom, you do need even more so. She was someone who aged with Parkinson's gracefully, constantly looking beyond her disease to who she was and who you were. She engaged the people she met. Uh, And I want to be that way. I don't want to be consumed with my worldly problems. I want to always be listening to other people's issues and problems. She instructed me that way. And challenging as Parkinson's is, she dealt with it in a very, very excellent manner. And I hope that I can instill that with my clients who have Parkinson's or a life limiting or a challenging chronic condition, that it doesn't have to define you, that you still have a great quality of life. And if that takes me helping define that and engaging you more, even if it's not physical therapy, but some other way to get to the emotional and the core of who you are. My mom was a woman of faith. I think that helped drive her as well. And I am as well. But I I really find that she was my shining star and my true mentor. Oh, that's great. Yes. I mean, having a a mom who has been a, a good inspiration and a great teacher um, throughout your life is it's not there's nothing that replaces that really nothing no great and uh, that she had Parkinson's disease for 25 years that's a that's, yeah. a, that's a long it's a time. long time it's a long time actually I gave a presentation at our Parkinson's conference which we have annually here in town and used her as my example I had several videos of her throughout her trajectory of disease process. And she had died just three months before I gave my presentation. So my vinyl video of mom really was touching, I think, to everyone to show those in the audience how they can age well with that particular disease. 
Yes. And what, how lucky is she to have a physical therapist for a daughter to help her with all that stuff? Who would have known? <laughs> I know. That's crazy. But you know what? It's everything. You know, it's, it was meant to be. It was so meant to that's be. That's great. Well, thank you for that. Um, you know, I, I'm sure that because you've been around for a, a long time, you've probably had, you know, lots of opportunity to give advice. So what would you say to other senior care providers out there? What piece of advice would you give? You know, I think when you are meeting a prospective client or working with the senior population, you have to step back. You know what you are offering them, but you're not sure or shouldn't be sure, is this what they need? And so I think coming to the table always with you leading with what you're doing actually might curtail you really knowing what they need. So I from the listening, I know what a physical therapist can do for you. I have all this in my, uh, you know, expertise that I can share. But I think the first thing any senior provider needs to do is listen. And by listening, we can really hear their issues and we can come alongside. Perhaps it's what we are offering, but maybe it's not. And I have a very collaborative approach with my other uh, senior providers in my area that we are doing all for the client. So we need to be client-centered together, bolder together, working together. And so I really feel like if they have that open attitude about listening to their new clients, prospective clients, and then being able to share with others what this person needs, particularly in their aging well trajectory, then I think we will all do the best job we can. And I have found a niche, I think finding a niche. And right now we're trying to be pre-planners. You know, we often are brought into crisis management. And what we have developed is a tool that can help people who have developed this wonderful life protect it and be ready for the next crisis. I think pre-planning is something that we all should strive for. We wish more people would do it. Mm -hmm. You're right. Most of us are brought in in the middle of a crisis or in the beginning of a crisis. Um, but doing a little bit of uh, forethought and planning ahead, uh, it's so much easier on the everybody concerned. Everybody. Everybody. Concerned. Yeah. Seniors We've developed this uh, life plan. It's called the Life Plan by Inspire Care. And it came from just hearing everybody's crisis management stories. And they're not all pretty. And they're not all well prepared. And they're frustrating. So uh, anyway, that's what we have developed. And we hope many people will have the peace of mind that will come with uh, filling out and completing something like this. Nice. Is it something that people can get from your website or if by contacting yes. Actually, we launched it in May. I want to say it was on the horizon regardless of COVID. COVID just cemented the fact that a crisis can occur. Look at that. Yes. And, you know, I was seeing it in people's lives, but now we had it front and center. And so we launched in May. Our website is yet to be uh, out there for, for the life plan. But yes, con contacting Inspire Care, we can let you know just how to, uh, we can assist you with that and getting the life plan in your hands. Right. So. And we'll make sure your website is with this video everywhere it goes so <laughs> folks can Thank you. reach great. out and find out more about how they can get a hold of that information. Awesome. All right. Last question. When you have a win, how do you like to celebrate? <laughs> you know, I'm not a real demonstrative person. I'm a people person. I like to celebrate with someone, and that's usually my husband. And I would say 
the immediate celebration is about the reflection of what happened and how did that happen and who should I write a note to? I am a person that is writing pen to paper notes to people for thanks and making myself uh, grateful, making sure they understand my gratefulness. So I would probably be making my list. Okay, with that win, who was instrumental in helping us get that accomplished? And a thank you note would be going out the next day to say, I appreciate you. And then my husband that night, definitely we would be discussing it. You know, HIPAA is something else. And I guess for husbands who are a sounding board, and I have a disclaimer, he is part of our company, but he's also signed those HIPAA releases. <laughs> but we know if it's about a client and it's a win, we're all celebrating. And he's one of my uh, celebratory uh, re uh, coming together with me at, at the end of that process. Yeah. yeah. We all have to have a confidant to have, share our happy moments with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for doing the show and for sharing your experience and your wisdom uh, with us. That's what this is all about is helping each other and helping our communities and helping mm -hmm. consumers know more about the services that we provide and, and um, the resources that are available in their community. Uh, and the folks of Central New York need to know more about what's available to them and how you can help. So that's what this is about. So thank you very much. All right. Great time. Thank you. And I will keep watching your site. There's great advice there.